as these words from Scripture are read. May it be to us as if the heavens are opening and we see your Spirit descending on us like a dove, revealing your love for us, your daughters and your sons. Amen. First reading is from the 42nd chapter of Isaiah, the first nine verses. Here is my servant, the one I uphold, my chosen, who brings me delight. I put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He won't cry out or shout out loud or make his voice heard in public. He won't break a bruised reed. He won't extinguish a faint wick. But he will surely bring justice. He won't be extinguished or broken until he has established justice in the land. The coastlands await his teaching. God the Lord says, the one who created the heavens, the one who stretched them out, the one who spread out the earth and its offspring, the one who gave breath to its people and life to those who walk on it, I, the Lord, have called you. For a good reason, I will grasp your hand and guard you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to lead the prisoners from prison and those who sit in darkness from the dungeons. I am the Lord, that is my name. I don't hand out my glory to others or my praise to idols. The things announced in the past, look, they've already happened. But I'm declaring new things before they even appear. I tell you about them. Our gospel lesson today is from the third chapter of Matthew, starting at the 13th verse. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River so that John would baptize him. John tried to stop him and said, I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me? Jesus answered, allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So John agreed to baptize Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he immediately came up out of the water. Heaven was opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and resting on him. A voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I dearly love. I find happiness in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may my words and may all our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Who do you serve? What is your purpose? Well, the first four words I read from Isaiah 42 were, here is my servant. But the prophet does not name the servant. So who is the servant about whom God says through Isaiah, the one I uphold, my chosen who brings me to light, the one about whom God says, I put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. Who is the one about whom God says, I, the Lord, have called you for a good reason? Well, because these verses are often paired with that 
section from Isaiah we read are paired with Matthew's account of Jesus' baptism, the obvious answer is Jesus. But when Isaiah was writing, Isaiah himself could have been seen as that servant since he carries out much of the mission he describes as the servant's mission. Reminding the people of Israel that they are to be a light to the nations. And that answer sort of implies, well, maybe it's the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. That's the servant. Well, all those answers are valid options. Because the truth is that we are all, all of us are called to be servants of God. The first four verses of that 42nd chapter of Isaiah the first four verses tell about the servant and what the servant is to do. And the next three or four verses tell us about God. First, God chooses and empowers the servant. The one serving will bring justice to the nations. The servant won't make a lot of racket, won't focus on getting attention. That business of not crying or crying out or shouting aloud or making his voice heard in public. The servant will work for justice with gentleness, respecting those who are weak or fragile or in jeopardy. That business of not breaking a bruised reed or not extinguishing a faint wick, but surely he will bring justice. The term justice, well, that takes some defining, some clarifying, because if you think about it, throughout history, much mischief has been done and a lot of evil in the name of some ill-defined justice. But history has good models, too. In his State of the Union address in 1941, Franklin Delano Roosevelt talked about four universal freedoms. It's a pretty good start at a definition of justice. President Roosevelt identified as basic freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom of worship, and the next two were freedoms from, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. Well, those four concepts eventually grew into uh, part of that agreement with uh, England and Winston Churchill and then eventually into the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And in their declaration, they list about 30 rights. But if you get those first four comprehensively done, you've gotten a pretty good start at justice. Well, if you read those 30, or even those four, you can see that the world is pretty far away from reaching such lofty goals. Or as Isaiah put it, the coastlands await the servant's teaching. We're not there yet by any means. So if we, you and I, if we're the servants charged with bringing about God's justice, how do we do this work? We could only do something like that with God's help. The people Isaiah was writing for originally, were in, they were in exile. They were in need of reason to hope. The world today is filled with many people who may not be in exile literally, but they feel like exiles and certainly in need of hope. The powerful hope that God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. That oppression and debt and conflict and troubles 
will give way to God's justice, where all can live in peace without fear and without want. These are the new things declared in the ninth verse. We are to be God's servants. Bringing about God's justice is our purpose. The challenge for each of us is to find ways we can use our skills, our gifts, our lives to contribute, to be a light to others, to help people in need, to bring relief to the oppressed, to share God's good news. And now, as freeborn Americans, uh, most of us don't usually cotton to the idea of being servants, employees maybe, but not servants. But as that Nobel Prize winning writer, Bob Dylan says, you may be an ambassador to England or France, you may like to gamble, you might like to dance, you may be the heavyweight champion of the world, you may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're gonna serve somebody Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. You might be a rock and roll addict, prancing on the stage. You might have drugs at command or women in a cage. You might be a businessman or some high-degree thief. They may call you a doctor or they may call you chief, but you're going to serve somebody. There's another verse says, you may be a preacher with your spiritual pride. Oh, he's stepping on toes now. You may be a city councilman taking bribes on the side. You may be working in a barbershop. You may know how to cut hair. Ronnie. You may be somebody's mistress. Maybe somebody's heir. But you're going to serve somebody. Well, many times, many times you've heard me quote some preacher and author who said something important and I quote it because they said it in some way I don't think I can improve on. Well, the preacher I'd like to quote now was named Simon Peter, the disciple, whose sermon is told to us in the book of Acts where he said, you know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism John preached. You know how Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and endowed with power. Jesus traveled around doing good, healing everyone oppressed by the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him up on the third day and allowed him to be seen. Not by everyone, but by us. We are witnesses whom God chose beforehand, who ate and drank with him. After God raised him up from the dead, Jesus commanded us, commanded them and commanded us, to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So on this day, when we remember the baptism of Jesus and when we come to the table to celebrate Holy Communion, let me ask you again, who do you serve? What is your purpose? Thanks be to God.
you and I, we are witnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ who rose from the dead, who sits at the right hand of God in glory and sends the Holy Spirit to empower us for service in his name. So now may the grace of God the Father bless you with peace. May the love of Jesus Christ sustain you in joy. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with courage this day and forevermore.